you are listening to the Sports Daily. I'm your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in. Hope you had a great sports weekend. NBA playoffs underway. I'm going to touch on all eight games that we saw this past weekend. Saturday, pretty much held to form. Yesterday, a clusterfuck. And there's already major, major injuries we have to go over that could change the whole complex of the playoffs. A lot to talk about today in the NBA. In fact, I'm going to spend most of my time on it. I've got some more numbers about how much the pitch clock is speeding up games in baseball this year. And I might even touch on the USFL versus the XFL because 99% of you probably don't know the USFL kicked off this past weekend and it's week nine of the NFXFL this past weekend. And I've got some thoughts on that that maybe I'll get to. If not, I'll get to that tomorrow. We'll get to all of it momentarily. All right, let's get started. First on Saturday's games in the NBA. Like I said, pretty much held to form outside of one game, and that is, and that was New York beating Cleveland. But Philly had no problem with Brooklyn. Boston blew out Atlanta, even though Boston only ended up winning by 13. They were up by 30 at one point. Philadelphia and Brooklyn, same thing. They did what they needed to do. Those series look to be going no more than five games. New York going on the road and beating the Cleveland Cavaliers, who were a great home team this year, was a little bit surprising, especially since Julius Randle was coming off an injury and we had no idea how healthy he was going to be. And then he just went out there and decided, well, I'm just going to go out here and drop 19 points and 10 rebounds and four assists. You know, didn't shoot great from the field. He was 7 of 20. But he affected the game enough to where it was like, okay, we're getting healthy Julius Randle this series. So now this changes everything. Now New York has a legit chance to win this series even if they would have lost on Saturday and he played the way he did you could be like okay at least we know what we're getting with Julius Randle and it looks like we're getting regular season Julius so they have a chance to win but now that they're up 1-0 they've already stolen home court advantage for sure they can certainly win that series I don't know if they do because remember this is only one game and things change but good start for the Knicks the game I want to talk about, obviously, from Saturday, I'm going to spend most of my time from the four games on Saturday, is the Golden State-Sacramento game, which was, I mean, if you like offensive basketball, like I, this is the series that, yes, I said before the series, I think Golden State is going to win. I still think they're going to win this series. What I told you was I think they're going to split in Sacramento. Golden State's going to come home win both their home games, go up 3-1. Sacramento will win game five, and Golden State will win game six. That's how I've predicted the series. All I said was a split in the first two. I don't think – I didn't think Sacramento was going to win both home games, and I didn't think Golden State was going to go on the road and win the first two. It was a great game. Um, I think it's fascinating that Draymond Green has a podcast that he puts out literally after every game. <laughs> You just don't see that. I mean, here's a player in the playoffs putting out a podcast the day after they lose game one of a playoff series, and he's going to do it all. Se- and he's going to do it all postseason. Like the- he did it last postseason. That's when he started his podcast. And it's just, it's incredible the accessibility we have to players nowadays and get their immediate thoughts on things. 
And, I mean, Draymond laid it out. He didn't make any excuses. He said, look, Malik Monk came off the bench and went for 32 points. And Trey Lyles came off the bench and went for 17. We gave up almost 50 points to two guys off the bench. We can't do that. De'Aaron Fox went for 38. He said he doesn't really shoot threes like he did. He made five. He goes, we're fine with that. And De'Aaron Fox is a player, and we know we're going to have struggle with him this series. He admitted that. But he said, we lost that game because they got too many offensive rebounds, and you can't give up 49 points to Malik Monk and Trey Lyles. Period. End of story. So even with all that, Golden State had a chance to win the game at the end or tie the game at the end, go to overtime, and they didn't. So Sacramento holds court. They win their first home game, and they're coming right back tonight. You know, there's only two games tonight, and that's the Golden State game and the Brooklyn-Philly game. So Golden State obviously can't fall behind 2-0. If there is one team that could fall behind 2-0 and win four of the next five, it would be the defending NBA champions. But if you are them, you don't want to fall behind 2-0 to this team. You don't want to give a team uh, that you're supposed to beat, throw away the seedings. It doesn't matter. Throw away the seedings, throw away the records. Uh, this is the Golden State Warriors that have all played in NBA Finals games and have all the experience in the world playing against a team that hasn't been in the playoffs in 18 years. So they are supposed to win this series. Now, supposed to doesn't mean they will, but it does mean they should, and it would be an upset if... Sacramento won, but upsets happen. I think they're going to win. I think they're going to win tonight, and like I said, play out like I like I said it's going to play out. Even if it went to a game seven, I wouldn't think that Golden State couldn't win on the road. But for whatever reason, you know, they've been terrible on the road all season. They're 11-30, and 30, and you saw, I told you they were going to talk, the announcers were going to talk about it during the game uh, when I did the podcast on Friday, and they did. 27 consecutive series, the Golden State Warriors, in the playoffs, 27 consecutive playoff series, the Golden State Warriors have won at least one road game. And that coincides with the Steph, Clay, and Draymond era. Ever since those three got to the playoffs with the Golden State Warriors, they have won a road game in every playoff series. So, in even this season, when they were 11 and 30 in the playoff, in, in, on the road this season, um, I do think they can beat Sacramento on their home court. They could have easily done it Saturday. Twice they had 10-point leads that they blew, and a lot of it had to come down to the fact that they couldn't offensive rebound or they couldn't defensive rebound and gave up a ton of offensive rebounds to Sacramento. But Sacramento came out, played hard. You know, they trailed most of the game. They were always playing from behind, and then they took a lead, and then they fell behind again. It was just a great game, and I expect tonight to be nip and tuck. Just because I think Golden State's going to win tonight – I don't think they're going to win by 20. I don't even think they win by double digits. I think this I think this whole series is going to be maybe you'll have one blowout in there where some team just gets hot and goes crazy. But I think most of these games are going to be close. I just think the experience ultimately when you get down to the nuts and bolts of it, ultimately experience is going to win out and I think Golden State's going to win the series. But that's just my opinion. Doesn't mean that doesn't mean it's going to happen. Doesn't mean bet the mortgage on it. It's just how I feel. I I would be really surprised if the defending NBA champions, who are bringing back essentially the same exact team, lose to a team who hasn't been in the playoffs in 18 years. It would be very surprising. Yes, I would be surprised. So, but that's where we're at. They got to come back right away. Game two tonight in Sacramento.
Now, yesterday in the NBA playoffs is where things really got hairy. And just out of gambling purposes on this, if you just decided when you woke up yesterday morning, man, I feel really good about the underdogs today. I think the first three games, the road team's going to go on the road and win. And you decided to put $100 down. Do you know if you bet the a three-team parlay with the Lakers, the Heat, and the Clippers money line, $100 paid $4,100. It's 41 to one odds that the first three games yesterday, the road team was going to win outright. And if somehow Minnesota would have won last night, even though they lost by almost they lost by almost thirty, let's just say Minnesota. Let's just say all four road teams won yesterday. A hundred dollar bet would have paid a hundred and fifty to one. You would have won fifteen thousand dollars. But four thousand on a hundred dollar bet, not bad. But <laughs> how many people in America? did a three-team parlay of the Lakers to win the game outright, the Heat to win the game outright, and the Clippers to win the game outright. Probably nobody. That's why it's called gambling. And that's why sports are the greatest reality show on television. I'm telling you, you can't predict stuff. Yes, on before this series started, I said I do like the Lakers to win this series because they have two of the three best players. And right now... Memphis might not have the guy that I thought was number three in this series, which is John Morant. Did you see him fall on his hand yesterday? Holy shit. That hand bent the wrong way. It doesn't look good for him for game two. They have to somehow, if he doesn't play or he does play, they have to pull out game two. Clearly, you don't want to fall behind 0-2 and have three of the next um, five games in L.A., so, um, not looking good for Memphis right now, but it's only it's only one game. The Lakers got four 20-point scorers in yesterday's game. That hasn't happened since the mid-'80s. So, is Rui Hachimura going to go for 28 in their next game? Probably not. Now, Austin Reeves, while he played out of his mind yesterday, he's been playing really good ball. He's basically averaging 16 to 18 a game. He went a little crazy there in the fourth quarter. But he's a good player. They've got a good team. It's why I predicted that they were going to win this series. I just think they're better. Ever since the trade deadline, I mean, they were they were horseshit at the beginning of the season. They started the season two and ten. They were a horrible basketball team. They had no identity. Russell Westbrook was making them just a bad team all around. He didn't fit with them. Everybody knew it. And then the trading deadline, they got all these guys, and they got a whole new team. You can't even judge them back in what they did in October and November and December because that's not the team that's out there right now. It's why their record you can kind of throw away. Being a seven seed, yeah, because four months out of the year, they played with a completely different team that wasn't any good. So that's why, while it will be an upset in terms of seeding, that's why Vegas set Memphis at as, as a minus 140 favorite, as a two seed. That's... <laughs> You know, you look at the East, the other two seed, you had to bet $10 to win $1 for the Celtics to lose to the Hawks, you know. So, great game yesterday by the Lakers. So many contributions. LeBron was literally the fourth best player on the Lakers yesterday because Rui Hachimura, Austin Reeves, and Anthony Davis were awesome. LeBron was good. Those three were awesome. And that's why they won. 
This game was 113-112 with three minutes left, and the final was 128-112. The Lakers scored the last 15 points of the game. <laughs> like, they just, you don't expect that at the end of a game, especially on the road. Memphis could not score, and the Lakers scored the last 15 of the game to win by 16 in a rout. So, good win for the Lakers. It gives them some equity to where, of course, you want to win every game you play, but if they drop the next one in Memphis, it's okay. You got you got a split. You know what they say in sports. The series doesn't start until the road team wins a game. Well, this series has started. And if Memphis doesn't have jaw in the next game, they're in big trouble because the Lakers' height is going to affect them. It did affect them yesterday, and it's going to affect them going forward because, I, and, you know, look, I love Ja Morant. As a player, questionable off-the-court stuff, yes, this season. But I've been saying this about John Morant for three years now. I've only had the Sports Daily since January, so maybe you've heard it, maybe you haven't. But if he keeps playing the way – like, you don't want guys to get hurt, you know? You understand that. You don't – you want to see players playing at the highest level, and you don't want to see injuries in a major series like this like when the Golden State Warriors lost to the Toronto Raptors. Not saying that Toronto didn't deserve that title, but don't tell me the title in that series wouldn't be different if Kevin Durant doesn't blow out his Achilles and Clay Thompson doesn't blow his knee out. <laughs> like, come on now, you know? So what I'm saying is I hate the fact that John Moran is hurt. I don't want him to be hurt. I want him to play the whole series because I want to see them match up health versus health. But I'm saying this, and I've said it for years about John Morant. If he continues to play the way that he does, which is with reckless abandon every time he goes to the rim and he wants to put on a highlight show, he's going to land on his knee and blow it one, blow it out one time, or he's going to turn his ankle, or just like yesterday's game, you know, goes to the basket, gets in a collision, has to brace himself, and his hand bends backwards in a way that, he, that it shouldn't. Like, I don't want to say, dude, it's your fault for doing this, but if he continues to play this way, and you can't tell him not to, this is the way he's been trained to play. And most of the time, he looks spectacular doing it. But all it takes is one time when you go to the rim and you try and jump through the gym and something like this happens. You get undercut. You land wrong. Injuries happen. And unfortunately, the way he landed on his right hand, his shooting hand, I don't know, even if he does come back Wednesday, how how good is he going to be? We'll see. Yeah, you talk about injuries. Losing the best player on the number two seed is bad. How about losing the best player and arguably the MVP of the league for the number one seed in the East, the Milwaukee Bucks? Giannis takes a hard, hard spill in the first quarter there, tries to come back. He can't. And the Miami Heat dropped 130 on the Bucks. Uh, nobody. Nobody. I could have told you before the game that Giannis was going to get hurt in the first quarter. You probably would have said, no. Oh, still think the Bucks have a chance. Miami's just not that good this year. And Miami literally, I, I don't think Milwaukee ever cut it to under seven once it got to double digits. Uh, that's a big deal. I don't know. And, and, and you know, look. When you lose the player like a, a player as good as Giannis, it's going to be a shock to your team, and you're not necessarily going to recover in that game. Now they've got 
time to sit on it and be like, okay, we might not have Giannis next game. Here's what we need to do. They're good enough to where I still think they're going to win the series. Unless you tell me right now Giannis isn't playing the rest of the series, then I'll say, okay, well, they're in big, big trouble. But the year that Giannis won the title, the year the Bucks won the title against Phoenix, Giannis came down and rolled his knee, and everybody thought he was going to be out for this, the rest of the playoffs. And the guy came back and continued to play and led the team to a title. So while I think bad, bad, bad bone bruise yesterday when he fell on his back and it was a bad loss, they can recover. As long as Giannis plays and Giannis is 80%, I think they can beat the Heat in a series. So I'm not too worried about the game one loss. I'm only worried if, obviously, Giannis is out for a longer period of time than, you know, this last three quarters of game one. Clippers beating the Phoenix Suns, I think, sends a message that I I just have a feeling right now already this series is going seven. I think I think I could even see a scenario where the Clippers win game two in Phoenix and then Phoenix wins both games in L.A. Like, I think it's going to be one of these weird ass series that goes back and forth. The road team will win on the other team's court more than once. I just the Clippers have always been a good road playoff team. I watched it against the Mavericks for two years in a row. You know, I watched them not last year, but the two years before that, I watched them win three games in Dallas, but lose all three first three home games for them. And then they won game seven at home. So this is nothing new for the Clippers. They play well on the road in the playoffs. They just do. And you'd be like, well, they didn't have PG and they, and they won. Yeah. They just play well on the road in the playoffs. Look at their records. You know, by the way, Kevin Durant, he's one in nine in his last 10 playoff games, and he's lost seven playoff games in a row. Now, the previous six before yesterday mean absolutely nothing because they were with a completely different team. But if you are keeping track at home, Kevin Durant got swept out of the playoffs last year when he was on Brooklyn and the year before that lost the last two games uh, of a series when he was with Brooklyn. And then he lost game one yesterday in Phoenix against the Clippers. So he's had seven playoff losses in a row. Not putting that on him because he's an unbelievable player. But I I just think I think this series is going seven now. And that game seven is now a coin flip because you could say like, well, Phoenix has got game seven at home. Yeah, they also had game seven at home in round two to the Dallas Mavericks last year and were down by 30 at halftime. So I don't want to hear about who has game seven at home. Does it give you a little bit of an advantage? Yes, but the Clippers are, I don't know how much, how many more times I can tell you, they are a damn good road team in the playoffs. I've seen them do it time and time again because two years in a row they played the Mavericks, and the Mavericks could never beat them in Dallas. So um, so that was, I mean, it was certainly a surprise. Phoenix obviously doesn't want to fall behind 0-2. They need to come back and win game two for them. I think they play game two on Tuesday. Yeah. But, my gosh. I mean, those three right out the bat yesterday in the NBA are like, all right, series on now. This is this is pretty crazy. So, that's where we're at. Um, and then, obviously, Denver blew out uh, Minnesota last night. I don't think that's going to be much of a series either. 
probably five games. Could even be a sweep. Denver's just better uh, than the Minnesota Timberwolves. But tonight as well, I didn't even say this at the beginning of the show, but I will say this now. I only care about the NHL come playoff time. I just can't get into the regular season. I'll watch Stars games. I go to Dallas Stars games. But I really get into it in the playoffs. I do have a bet of the Dallas Stars to win the Stanley Cup at 40-1 to and 30-1. to So clearly I'm going to root for the Stars. They open the playoffs tonight against the Minnesota Wild. Look, you think – you think the NBA playoffs and you think Major League Baseball playoffs are a coin flip come playoff time. That's pretty much NHL playoffs. Just flip a coin. You could be like, oh, well, the Boston Bruins won all these games and set the record. It doesn't matter. Like, we've seen teams that have led the league in scoring get swept in the first round in hockey. Like, it just – hockey, you know, you could throw out home ice advantage. Uh, teams lose all the time at home in the playoffs in hockey. Um, and it's just, you got to ride the, the one reason I do like the Dallas stars to make some noise is number one, last year they got bounced in the first round and they just weren't as nearly as good as they were this year. So I think they're getting out of the first round. I think they get by Minnesota, then we'll see who they play or whatever, but we all know, and if you know anything about hockey is you can ride a hot goalie to a Stanley cup and Jake Ottinger, the goalie for the Dallas stars has a chance to be one of those guys. He's that good. And they actually have an offense behind him this year. Last year in the playoffs, three of the games they lost to the Calgary Flames, they scored zero or one goal. So they have an offense behind him this year. I I think I think this is a Western Conference Finals minimum. I really do think this team has a chance to get to the finals and then hopefully you know, you avoid the Bruins. You hope the Bruins get upset or something like that. But I love playoff hockey, especially game sevens. So I follow it. I'm not nearly as good on players and teams and history like that. No, I'm not a hockey junkie like that. But I do know the sport. I like the sport. I love hockey playoffs. Um, I, I just I love the intensity of hockey playoffs. I love the fact that they don't shake each other's hands until the series is over. I love that tradition. I'm into the hockey playoffs, and so I will be talking a little bit about it. Probably mo- unless there's you know upsets and stuff like that. But like I said, I I know some of the players, like the good players on teams, but there are some players that like are the best players on some of the teams in the playoffs, and I'll be like, I don't even know who that is. So no, I don't follow it as much as I do college football, college basketball, NFL, NBA, baseball. But um, I'm definitely rooting for the Dallas Stars at uh, one bet at 40-1 to one and one bet at 30-1 to one to win the uh, Stanley Cup this year. So be looking forward to it. Uh, go Stars, and hopefully Jake Ottinger uh, can just go, just stand on his head for four series in this playoff and get them a Stanley Cup because that would be awesome, and I would really appreciate it. Anyway, so much stuff that I didn't even get to today. I want to. I spent so much time on the NBA. So tomorrow we're going to talk more on um, uh, NBA stuff. The Dallas Mavericks getting fined for basically tanking. Uh, college football recruiting. Some things have changed there. Uh, I'm going to talk about those stats that I have for Major League Baseball game times already, and then the USFL XFL stuff that I wanted to talk about as well. So sorry I didn't get to any of that today, but we'll save it for tomorrow. Thank you all for listening. I really appreciate it. Please rate, subscribe, and review an Apple podcast. 
pass this podcast along to your friends who are sports fans. I think they'll like it. And remember, sports will always be the greatest reality show on television.